What's going on, guys? This is Dave, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and presented to you, as always, by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store and their big Cyber Monday sale. 20% off everything in the store, one day only. This is Monday using code CYBER, capital C-Y-B-E-R, at sportsgamblingstore.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. What's going on, man? We have Monday night. We have Pittsburgh versus the Colts. We had a very, very interesting Sunday. And the Carolina Panthers absolutely took it to Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold, he's, you know, he's uh he showed uh showed us that he's better than Baker Mayfield. And apparently he's better than Russell Wilson, too. Uh, Carson Wentz has not played in four weeks, and he still has more touchdowns than Russell Wilson, who only has seven touchdowns seven. on the year. Um, Tell me he, you saw the the bathroom graph chart on Twitter. I, I did not, did not. So there's, there's a, a graph on Twitter going around with the number of bathrooms that Russell Wilson has in his house versus week by week, the total number of touchdowns that he has, and he still hasn't reached that bathroom curve yet. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. It's ugly. And like they were talking about it today. Like his contract hasn't even started. He's still on his old contract. That $40 million extension starts next year. So they have $107 million in dead cap to move off. And Seattle, who was tanking, got their tails whooped by the U.S. Open on Twitter. And they are on a, they're playoff bound. They, they have Russell Wilson's Denver Broncos first round pick, which is now the number four overall pick. The Panthers winning moved them from two to five. And the Lions have the number three pick from the Matthew Stafford deal two years ago. So apparently selling quarterbacks to these late, late first round picks, you know, look around your leagues and say, Hey, you know, give me that, that your team is so good, Brad. You can just give me that 2024 first. And then when Brad stinks next year, I'm going to be loving it. And so like, that's what's going on right now. Like Seattle Seahawks fans are just laughing in the face of Broncos. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it is not good. I mean, it's good for Seattle fans. It's good for the Seattle organization. It's not not so much good for for Broncos fans right now. So the the number one overall pick is the Houston Texans. They they have a two game lead. Then it's it's a tie. It goes down to strength of schedule, things like that. 
You have the Bears at the second spot with their own pick. Then you have the Lions with the Rams pick. Then you have the uh, Seattle with the Broncos pick. And then number five is Carolina. So you have to think that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud go in there at some point. Do you think that Seattle sticks it out with Geno Smith at the three spot if the Bears cannot trade out and they 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 don't draft a quarterback? They go, let's say they get a receiver or you know get some get some other uh, you know get some offensive line help for Justin Fields. They're sitting there at three. Stroud or Young is going to be available. Do they go and take them? Tag Geno? Do they ta- let Geno walk? What do they do? No, I think they find the highest bidder to take that pick. Uh, there's all the rumblings about them re-signing Geno Smith and and wanting to work a deal with him. There's no reason not to. He's played great inside of that system right now. They're winning football games. Their defense is solid. Kenneth Walker looked good. I don't know that there's a lot you would want to do to change that right now. And if you can turn around and sign Geno to a quarterback, a team-friendly three-year you know, quarterback deal, you sell that pick to the highest bidder, move back into the first round, add some draft capital, and you're in pretty good shape for the foreseeable future. So I, I think that's one of the better moves uh, for Seattle to make personally is to, to look at moving back and re-sign Geno. And, and what's going to be ironic is Carolina is going to have to trade up to get that pick that they just won away yesterday. Yep. It's just – it's going to be interesting. And then the Broncos have Russell Wilson. Uh, the Packers are slowly sneaking into the top five of the draft. Um, <laughs> the Raiders are up there. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of games to be played. The Steelers and the Colts might shake some things up. But it is uh, it's pretty interesting out there. But, uh, again, uh, we're going to talk about tight ends today. So, dynasty tight end rankings. We're also going to talk about the 2023 RB free agents. We talked a little bit about it on our RB ranking show, talked about free agency earlier, but we've had Tony Pollard go off, Josh Jacobs go off. We got a lot of stuff to talk about with the RBs, so we're going to try to get to that as well. We're at least going to give you our top 12 tight end rankings as well as a few of the other guys. But first, we're going to check in with the sponsors. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, let's get it. And if you're anything like I was this weekend, I was in one of these live states, the state of New York, and I was ready to win some money with WinBet. So if you're ready to win and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in a multitude of states, including Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and as I just stated, New York as well. We are bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. They provide exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in same-game parlays, which is my jam, thank you, Michael Carter, for getting hurt and screwing me with the line being at two and a half and only getting two. But WinBet is your home uh, to build your own betting and let you customize that parlay to make it whatever it is you want. They have great promos. Their odds are good. Payouts are happening right now as we speak at WinBet. And WinBet also has what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today 
to receive our special offer of bet $100 and win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where win- playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we also have our great Cyber Monday sale. Again, as Dave mentioned earlier, it is 20% off everything in that SGPN merch store if you use our promo code CYBER, C-Y-B-E-R, CYBER. So again, go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's one day only. Today, you only got a few hours left. And make sure you mention, you know, look, I've got my SGPN hat. I've got a couple sports gambling podcast shirts that I happen to wear at the casino where I watch the game at my in-laws this weekend. I have a nice heavy coffee mug. There's so many items in there to fit whatever it is you're looking for. So make sure you go check it out. Mention it to a friend. Hey, man, I really like this sports gambling podcast stuff. Go check it out. Again, that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Code word cyber for 20% off. Let's go into the tight end rankings. And so the question I threw out on Reddit was, is I said I, I should have shouldn't have said are we? Because I was never drafting Kyle Pitts as the number one tight end. But the question to everyone, is he the tight end one? And neither of us have him as the tight end one. Our consensus tight end one is Mark Andrews. I have have him at one. You also have him at one. Brad, why is Mark Andrews the tight end one? It's contract. It's the fact that he's done it multiple years in a row. He's on a team that doesn't really have an alpha wide receiver or a team that throws to the running back, which is historically kind of that that bullet to keep the tight end from really going off. He's the number one option in his offense. He checks all of those blocks. And this is a guy who's, what, 26 years old. He's still crazy young. So to me, it's a smash. There's nobody even close to Mark Andrews being the number one tight end off the board right now. Yeah, I believe he just turned 27. Um, And, uh, you know, for me, that's that's the same, same answers. He's done it before. And, you know, when you look at some of the other guys, and we'll talk more, you know, about Kyle Pitts specifically, but when I look at at him, it's kind of, you know, the Goldilocks situation. You got these younger tight ends that are coming up, and they're they're not there yet. And you got Travis Kelsey. He's, he's the best, but he's older. And you're only going to get one or two years. And again, I do my rankings really based off of trade value, and I feel like, Mark Andrews is going to give me the most trade value, and that's why he is my tight end one. Our consensus tight end two is Kyle Pitts, and that's not just Brad and myself. That also is Adam. Make sure you follow Adam Pelletier. You got Brad, you got Justin, and Emerson, Dynasty Analyst, and uh, SGPN Bruni. So Kyle Pitts is the number two. You're the lowest. I'll let you go first. Yeah, for me, it's just the volatility of the Atlanta Falcons. It would not surprise me if that coaching staff changes, the quarterback situation changes, the running back situation changes. You know, they've got another top 10 draft pick in Drake London there, so there's no guarantee he's the number one uh, target on his team right now. So it's just I want to see that situation clarify a little bit. Look, 
he's number four. <laughs> you know, it's not like I've got him down at number 10 below some of these other guys. The couple guys that I have ahead of him really seem like they're solidified in their situations right now. We've seen them produce in the past, and I just I need to see it from him before I can put him above some of these other guys right now. Yeah, and, and you know, the guy in the comments is going to say, well, he's 22 years old, and he's going to be, you know, in the league for 15 more years. And we don't know that. We don't like we we want to predict that these guys are going to be good forever. Injuries happen. He escaped, nearly escaped, narrowly escaped a big injury the other day. Yep. And you know, tight. He's not like he is a unicorn, but he still is developing as a tight end. And the situation definitely sucks. But you know, you had last year, you had a lot of yards and no touchdowns. This year, he did have that one touchdown that was called back. He's got more touchdown production, more red zone usage, but the air, the you know, the completions, the targets, and the and the air yards are not there, and the receptions and the yardage aren't there. And you know, for me, I, I look at dynasty and you know two to three year windows, and there's no way that Kyle Pitts is going to catch Mark Andrews in the next three years. The reason I have him above Kelsey is Kelsey might not be in the league in three years. I mean, it's he's 30, 34 or 33. 33. So he'll be 36 at that point. Uh, and that's that's hoping he can go the next three years healthy. Um, so, you know, if you have Kelsey, you're probably going to keep him over Pitts because you're going to get two years of elite production. And you're fine with it. Um, but for me, I, I, I have Kelsey and I know that I cannot get the same trade value for Kelsey that I can Kyle Pitts because I've thrown him on the trade block. And I, people looked at me like, well, what are you going to do with 34 tight? I'm like, okay, I'll keep them. That's fine. But I'm not going to sell Kelsey for, you know, a second or, you know, uh, a late, a late first round pick. And I got to give you Kelsey in third. Like, no, I want, I want good value for him. And, and people are charging a lot more for Pitts, And that's why Pitts is my number two. Number three, Travis Kelsey. You have him at number five. Why do you hate Travis Kelsey? Yeah, it's really the thing that I've learned over the years is if you hold these guys too long, even the minor injury will absolutely plummet their value, right? Think about your Michael Thomas's peak Cooper Cup, you know, uh, yeah, anybody Devontae Adams right now. He's, you know, a number the number three redraft wide receiver. He's 30 years old on a new team. If he has a, an injury, let's say, knock on wood, that takes him out the next four weeks, right? Now he's an injury-prone wide receiver that's going into his age 32 season on a new team. Like, there's so many narratives that people will throw at you. It plummets their value, whether it's fair or not. That's just what it is. And that's where I'm at with Travis Kelsey right now with his age. I don't disagree with anything you said. He's got two or three more years of elite number one overall tight end production. I get it. All it's going to take is one injury to completely plummet your value where you cannot sell him. And then he's going to end up either dying on your team or you're going to be getting pennies on the dollar for him. So I'm looking to move. What I looked at is who would I be willing to move Travis Kelsey for straight up right now? I would do it for Mark Andrews, obviously. I would do it for Kyle Pitts. I would do it for TJ Hawkinson. I would do it for George Kittle. And most of those guys in leagues, you could get something except for Pitts probably or Andrews you could get 
Hawkinson plus for Kelsey. You could get Kittle plus for Kelsey. You could get Goddard plus for Kelsey right now or, or vice versa, selling Kelsey. And I'm okay making that move right now where, it, you know, we've talked about this before, where maybe it looks like you're getting the raw end of the deal right now, but in a year or two years, it doesn't look like that anymore. So you're muted, bud. The next guy on the list is TJ Hawkinson. I I got TJ Hawkinson at, at five. He is our four. You have him at three. So you got TJ Hawkinson, the highest of the list. And uh, you know I love some Kirk Cousins. And we talked about how we thought it'd be good for Hawkinson. And we thought it'd be better for Kirk Cousins, at least for this year. But the team is obviously hyper-focused on getting getting TJ Hawkinson involved. And so if I were to, you know, if I did my rankings before. You can see I did my rankings on the 25th before Thanksgiving. Seeing it a couple weeks in a row, I would move him above Kittle just because of the age. I would still keep him, um, you know, behind the other guys. But I would, I would move him up to my four and not at my five. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, I just look at it. He's young. He's a player that can play every single down at the tight end position because he can block as well, right? So he's a blocker. He's a great all-around tight end, and I just I love that about him. I've been super high on him ever since he came out of college, and I think it's going to continue to be the case even when they decide in a couple years to move away from Kirk Cousins. He's still going to be a focal point of that offense with Justin Jefferson, and and I think he's a smash for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and there's there's really not much to dislike here. You, you have the targets, and you know Thielen's getting older. Osborne is not really a threat. It's him and Jefferson, and whether it's Cousins or the next guy, like it's a good situation. And they invested a lot in him. And the fact that they're using him early, it really shows. Like, I like when you see that the coach and the GM are in lockstep. Like, when you see these guys get drafted, and you're like, why are you drafting Kyle Pitts and Drake London at four and at eight and then not throwing them the ball? It's like the coach and the GM are not on the same team. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so then you see this where it's like, that GM went and bought a nice shiny new toy and the coach is like, I'm unwrapping it and I'm playing with it on Christmas day. Like I'm not waiting. Like what what, Hawkinson's got eight plus targets since the trade. He's killing it right now. He's he's killing it. And, and (laughs) so, and, and we talked about on the show, Kirk cousins, he likes tight ends and he cannot lie. Kirk cousins (laughs) has targeted tight ends his entire career. Yep. And, you know, it, it goes back to his Washington days. He would have targeted Irv Smith if he could. Irv Smith just couldn't stay on, on the field. He made Tyler Conklin, I think, got him paid. Yep. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's no surprise. And it's good to see for Hawkinson, who's had a rough career. I thought the the, the interesting uh, quote after the trade was, I can't wait to actually, you know, um, actually talk about winning. Uh, <laughs> On an inter- oh, interdivisional guy. trade, man. Yeah, poor guy. Um, which, you know, Detroit was winning for a little bit. Uh, and then our next guy on the list is Mr. George Kittle. Number five in our rankings, number one in my heart. George Kittle is absolutely one of the most fun players to cheer for, and it's great to see him healthy. 
I see he was yep. in the Luchador mask the other day. He's just looking, <laughs> he's, he's just a blast. He's got a future WWE career. Uh, you have him all the way at number two. I do. And I even adjusted my rankings today. And I, I just, I can't do it. This dude's a tight end six and missed two get the first two games of the year. Like, and he's tight end six. If you add his average points per game, he's the tight end two. If you just assume he's at that average for those first two games, he is a favorite of Jimmy Garoppolo right now. And that hasn't really changed since CMC's been there. I know this week was a downer week, but they, I mean, they, man, they got out in front of New Orleans and they didn't need to go out and sling the rock 40 times, right? It's just not what they needed to do. They, they shut out New Orleans this week. I don't think they scored a point, did they? The Saints? Um, so I mean, it, it they I did, but the rest took it, took it away from Chris. Right, right, right. So I, it's just one of those situations where, yeah, it's going to happen with the way that San Francisco plays, but he's just, he's the man. He, I, it's like you said, I don't think I can get past what I see on the field from him. This dude blocks like no other tight end in the game. I look, Travis Kelsey can block. He is not Travis. He is not George Kittle in the blocking game. This dude is a monster. I love everything about his game. I know we had some health concerns early on. He missed those first couple games, but he's come back very strong since. And I think that's going to continue to be the case uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Even with Christian McCaffrey there and Debo and Ayuk, I still think he gets enough volume and is explosive enough with the ball that he doesn't need 11 targets a game or 12 targets a game to give you a, a big week. So I, I, I probably admittedly have him a little high. I get that. I just, I, I can't get past what I'm seeing from him this, this season. So, so here's my argument and I'm going to use your own argument against you here. <laughs> if Kittle gets injured again, his value is just going to tank. Yeah, he's, you're probably he, right. He's 29 going on 30. He's got a history of injuries and he's got a history of, of turning into a blocker. Like they get one injury to the offensive line and he's back to offensive line duty. It's like being good at football is a, is an issue. <laughs> like these other guys are like, listen, you can't just go run routes. They're like, no, George, you get in a line and he loves it. Oh he's yeah. Like, he does. Okay. No, yeah, I, he eats it up. Man. I don't care. And you know, like yeah. he, he, he he pancaked a guy, and the guy was like, oh, man, I tripped. He's like, no, man, that was all me. That was all <laughs> me. Because I made you trip. Yeah, and so <laughs> you, he's, you know, but his his reckless style of play does make him, you know, more injury, injury you know, risky. And so that's where I have him. I, I have him at six, so I don't have him, you know, tanked or anything like that. But it's a combination of age, injuries, and, you know, you said he's the number six right now, and he's the number two points average but he's still the number six. I, I have him on my team and I know how it felt the first couple weeks. And I remember getting those BS offers. Oh, I was yeah. trying to get him hard. Shout yeah. out to the guy that sent me Daniel Bellinger and Devin Duvernay. Like, <laughs> what is your problem, dude? Like that, that, that was like, what the, and then he sent me another one this week. He sent me uh, like another, <coughs> and I, all I did was I sent him, I sent him the this SGPN dynasty chart and said, explain this to me. Like sell me this pen. Because it was just an embarrassing, embarrassing offer. Then he threw the, the other one out the other day. 
I'll look it up just so everyone can understand how ridiculous this dude is. But we digress. Uh, we got number one, Mark Andrews. Number two, Kyle Pitts. Number three, Travis Kelsey. Number four, TJ Hawkinson. Number five, George Kittle. Number six is Dallas Goddard. And part of that is because Justin Bruni absolutely hates this guy. Yeah. So everybody at Bruni, he is our editor and chief. Uh, but he hates hates Dallas Goddard. I don't know if he doesn't like Dallas, but he plays yeah. for Philly. He doesn't like either. I don't know. But I got him. I got him at eight. So you know, people might think I hate him. You got him at six. You got him at four. At oh six. yeah, I'm looking at the wrong. Adam yeah, also him dislikes four. him. I got him right. at four. Adam's got him at eight. His rankings are much older. Uh, Bruni's are from August. Yeah. So, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I don't at Bruni. Or still at Bruni. Um, yeah. Tell him to fix then, his rankings. <laughs> and then, yeah, fix your rankings. And then Emerson at four. So uh, so he's four on mine, and he's five on yours. We both like Dallas Goddard. Um, tell me why. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got locked up. Uh, he got that contract in the offseason. Philadelphia is playing excellent, and he's creeped up my rankings. He creeped, he crept up a little bit after he got that signing in the offseason, but I still had him a little bit lower because of the unknown of Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the offseason. We said, oh, you know, does he take that next step as a passer? Do they kind of look to move on? Does Nick Sirianni say, you know what, we want a new quarterback? And that looks to be completely a foregone conclusion. Look, this guy is the quarterback for that team moving forward. They're going to figure it out. Dallas Goddard signed up. A.J. Brown signed up. Devonta Smith on that rookie deal still. It, it looks like he's going to be a top one of the top options there. And, you know, outside of the injury that he just dealt with that, that landed him on the IR, he was playing extremely well in an offense that really isn't passing the ball all that much. But the volume is only going to those three guys. It's going to Goddard, Devonta Smith, and A.J. Brown. Every once in a while, a throw goes Quez Watkins' way. But it's that's about it. They're not they're not using anybody other than those three really in the passing game, even even the running back position. So I like the the situation is solid. The coaching staff is good. The offensive philosophy is set, and he's locked in in that contract. So that's why I've got him at number six right now. And so the trade that was offered to me, first he sent this trade and then he redacted it. Dalton Schultz, Quez Watkins, Nick Westbrook-Akine and a 24 first for Olave and Kittle. And so he thought that was too good. So he revoked it. And so he took away Nick Westbrook-Akine because that was too much. And so it's, it's Dalton Schultz and a 24 first for Kittle. I can kind of see that. Okay. Yeah. Jahan Dotson and Quez Watkins for Chris Olave. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, I was like, like I, I, was, I was like, this is a really bad offer. You continuously do this. Last year you threw me, you, you tried to offer me thirds for Justin Fields. Like, do you need help? That was my response. That was my response. <laughs> If you need help, my DMs are always open. Do you need help? Yeah, like, come on, man. Um, the, so, the Schultz in a first? I think the Schultz in a first for it's Kittle. Not, it's a combined offer. That might, oh, okay. All right, so Schultz, you were breaking Dodson, the offer up into chunks to kind of. Yeah, Schultz, okay. Dodson, Quez Watkins, 24 first for Kittle and Alave. I have Kittle and Alave. Okay. 
Yeah. And I still have you know a lot of Van Kittle. On there's a team. there's a lot of people that love Dalton Schultz. Uh, I just. I like him. I like Dalton yeah. Schultz, but I love but, Chris Olave, and I think that that offer is just trash. Yeah. And I told him to go enjoy his pancakes. <laughs> so, um, number seven, Dalton Schultz, who hey. I like. He's number eight on my list. He's number nine on yours. I've, I'm the Dalton Schultz guy. You, you're only one behind me. But, yeah, he might, you know – he might be one of those catch and fall down guys. He's not going to get you a whole bunch of yards after the catch like a George Kittle. But this guy scores touchdowns. He's short-handed. He catches the ball. And he's on an offense that throws the ball a lot. He's a free agent next year. I think Dallas re-signs him. Uh, he, is, he is very good on the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott likes him. And if you look at Dak, Dak Prescott's numbers and the Cowboys winning, it works. Why would they let him walk away and try to figure it out with Peyton Hendershot or some of these other guys? Yep. Uh, it's going to cost them, but I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to cost them what the Raiders paid for Darren Waller or anything like that. It's going to be, you know, it'll be a little bit cheaper of a deal. And they already tagged him. We'll see if they can get a deal worked out. But I like Dalton Schultz, and, you know, I'm, I'm narrowly – Narrowly still in the playoffs for Scott Fishbowl, that Travis Etienne injury. I had two guys go down yesterday, so I'm narrowly still in it. Do you but know what the cutoff is? I haven't looked 13, today yet. I, uh, thir- 13th. Oh, as far as the points, it's two, yeah. 256. 256. It's, it's combined your score this week and your average. I had a pre- – oh, I'm in then. Yeah, because I scored like one six. Okay, yes, sweet. I haven't looked yet. That's why I asked. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, but it's last. This was my worst week of of like the last ten weeks. And uh, hey, but, you made it through the week. That's all that matters. I think so. I, I, yeah. I off till tonight. Um, but Dalton Schultz was one of my, you know, it was my I think my fourth round pick, and that was a pretty bad pick for a while. But it's it's been working out. Schultz yep. looks really good. He's been one of the only consistent tight ends. And, you know, he's, he's a trade target because a lot of people don't know what's going to happen next year. He's not going to cost you any of the, all these guys we talked about already. He's not going to cost you as much as them. Yeah. That's the biggest concern for me too, though. Right. If, if you go back how I kind of equate his play is to Austin Hooper. So if you think about Austin Hooper in Atlanta, he had two top five tight end seasons, which is really what you're looking at for Dalton Schultz right now. You're looking at him being, you know, a top six, top seven tight end two years in a row if he does not go to a team that utilizes him exactly how he's being utilized in Dallas and, and he gets the volume, he is not, he is going to be a complete disappointment. And it, and I just, I always, I keep going back and I've been going back to the Austin Hooper correlation over the course of this year, because that is the only reason he's at number nine for me is I just don't know if they're going to pay him or not. I think they should. I think it's the best place for him. And I think he continues to be in a hell of a tight end for, from a fantasy and a real football perspective. If he's in Dallas, if not, he's going to get that tight end deal. And there's a chance that he doesn't get the volume and he, you know, he's just not going to be the same player. If he only gets four targets a game, it's just not gonna work that way. So that there is a little bit of, of worry for me. We, we got some breaking news. Uh, Darnell Mooney is out for the season with an ankle injury. 
Very unfortunate for the Bears. It is Nikhil Harry's time to shine. Um, yeah, it's rough out there on the streets of Chicago. Um, hopefully they go and get a get a receiver for Justin Fields next year. Um, and uh, yeah, but you think they you, over. you think they hold Justin Fields out the rest of the year? It's very likely. I, I think they're yeah. gonna be you know very cautious with with him. Yeah. Um, there's no, obviously there's no reason for them to to win games, and there's no reason for them to go and put him in harm's way if he is their guy. So I I, you know, I have Justin Fields on the my draft night out team, and I'm gonna hold him, but I'm pretty sure he's done for the year, and I'm yeah. glad I picked up Mike White. So the next guy on the list is Pat Fryermuth. He's number eight for the ECR, eight for you, and nine for me. So Pat Fryermuth, you have him a little higher than I do. You have above Schultz. Why so? Yeah, I, I'm. By the end of the season, he may start to creep up a little bit because he is continuously getting the targets. He's really one of Kenny Pickett's favorite targets right now in Pittsburgh, and I just don't see that changing in the offseason any, right? They got Deontay Johnson locked up. They brought in George Pickens, who's who's seeing a ton of targets. They've got Najee Harris. I think they're going to address the offensive line, if anything, and then maybe they add a little bit of wide receiver depth, but nobody that's going to take targets away from Pat, and he's an all-around tight end. He's another one of those guys who's on the field most plays. He's a great blocking tight end. He's good uh, or catching the ball. He's good uh, yards after the catch. He's not like Travis Kelsey yards after the catch, but he's he's also not Dalton Schultz. You know, he's somewhere in between. And I just I love the skill set all around. And I think there's a world where he starts to creep up the rankings even more in the long term. Yeah, and there, there's a, you said Dalton, and so it reminded me there, there's a couple college tight ends. Go check them out. Um, it's gonna be a fun draft this year. Yep. Uh, but Dalton Kincaid, I finally got to see him from Utah. Check it out. This dude, this this dude's a baller. Um, but uh, Pat Fryermuth, you know, coming out, he was really overshadowed by Kyle Pitts. And last year, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts had the yards. Pat Fryermuth had the touchdowns. Combined their seasons, it was amazing. And, you know, Fryermuth did, unfortunately, suffer some injuries. And he's also been injured this year. And so the, the injuries are a concern. Um, he's been boomer bust, which is hard to say for a tight end because all of them, except for Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, are pretty much boomer bust. Um, but he's he's definitely someone that, you know, when I look at, like I said, looking at trade value, when you put the name out there, people are going to go after him. And I, I like, you know, I definitely like Pat Farmuth, and I like his fit in that offense, especially with Chase Claypool gone. Um, you know, last year, Big Ben had a lot of targets go to Najee Harris, and not as many went to Farmuth. And I'm yep. hoping that him and Kenny Pickett start building a connection because um, you're not seeing as many targets to the running back. Normally that goes to the tight ends. Um, but Pickett's just been tossing it deep. Um, yep. I, I do expect them to reel that back a little bit and see Farmuth more involved. Plus, Farmuth's been out a little bit, so him and Pickett haven't had the time to to build that connection. Um, but yeah, I, I like Farmuth. He's number number eight, number nine. That's Darren Waller, and this is a very interesting one because I can see someone someone seeing this and being like, "Man, that is way too low." 
And I could also see someone seeing this and being like, yeah, man, somebody else can go in and deal with that. Um, so you have him the lowest, 15? 13. 13. And that's actually not even right. That's why I hit refresh because I printed my rankings out to have them in front of me here while we were talking. I actually have him at 16 right now, not 13. I think this um, is filtered on standard and not PPR ooh. on the page. That's what your message was about. I saw it come across the screen there. Let's get there you go. Let's get to PPR and see what happens. And so with you know with Darren Waller, there was a lot of hype this year. Mm. Then he no, doing it. he was injured. Then he signed the new contract extension, and a lot of people memes were going crazy, gifts were going crazy. They thought, okay, this guy is going to go out there now that he signed that new contract and go crazy. And then you hear the Packers try to trade for him. Then during the deadline, the Packers try to trade for him again. Then you're like, didn't you just do a trade? Why didn't you just send him over in the Devontae Adams deal? Like, what, what's going on? But yep. apparently the Raiders like him, and a lot of people were envisioning Josh McDaniel, Aaron Hernandez, Gronkowski, all these. It's it's just been – he's one of the worst picks of the year. Yep. Him and Kyle Pitts are tied for the worst, worst tight end picks because they were pretty much the same value in redraft. And they've done squat. Squat. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anything I missed on Waller? No, no. I, I The injury's not helping him being on IR. You hope that he comes back from that, but he's, you know, he's in between Kelsey and Kittle. He's already 30 years old. So it, there's, there's some serious concerns there. He was always a volume tight end to begin with. And now that volume is all going to Devontae Adams, like all of it. Yeah, so. and, and Waller was a late breakout. You know, we all know his story, and it's a great story. And off the field, there's no easy, you know, there's no guy that's easier to cheers for. Um, but on the field, he has had some of those lower body injuries and things like that. And with Waller, it, it, like you said, it, he's been a volume guy. He never was a high TD guy. Yep. And he wasn't necessarily a yards after the catch guy. Like he was just like busting through the seam, getting 30-yard chunks all of and. Now they changed the offense, and now they brought in Devontae Adams, and it's not even working. And I thought, oh, man, Hunter Renfro is out. Waller's going to eat. Yep. It didn't happen. But, you know, yeah. I, I didn't have Waller on any of my teams. I wanted to avoid it. Um, I just thought he was getting drafted way too high, and I'm glad I did. Yep. Cole Komet. And so Cole Komet, I, I was shocked, shocked when I saw your ranking. I have him at 11. That's okay. Again, I'm not sure why it's doing that. I've got it in front of me. He is at 11 right now. That's all right. I think, uh, I I think I know what's going on, but with that, I did try to try to change it up here, but no, 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 no. it's, uh, with Cole Komet, you've always been a big supporter of Cole Komet and you've been higher than me. I have. So to see me having him above you, it's just shocking. Um, and so again, I'm really going with trade value and I got him at seven because I, and this was before the Justin Fields injury, but I, I do feel like you could get more for Cole Komet than you could for Darren Waller and you could for Dalton Schultz and Pat Frymuth at the time. Now, yeah, I can see where I might be, you know, drop him down a little bit, but it's dynasty. Like you're not going to see huge swings in values over, over a couple weeks. 
Yep. And there are plenty of believers in Komet, and they saw it with Justin Fields, and they like it. And that, you know, going back to the Kittle thing, who's his quarterback next year? Yep. You said oh, Jimmy, well, Jimmy, Jimmy G. But your yeah. one of the, your first your first point was Jimmy G's loves him. Yep. Yeah. And we don't we don't know who uh, Kittle's quarterback is next year. We're pretty right, sure. Fine, I'll drop Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty sure that Justin Fields is going to be Cole Komet's to, you know, quarterback next year. And so I, I got him. I, I probably got to move him down to eight or nine, but I still have him pretty high. Number 10 overall in our rankings. And, uh, you know, I got him at seven and, and you got him at 11. So yeah. nine, you know, 10 right in the middle. David Njoku. Of course you got David Njoku at seven. <laughs> and of course I got him at 13. Uh, so Njoku came in with a big touchdown yesterday. You got him at seven. Is this all about Deshaun Watson? No, that one, that the one-handed touchdown catch to tie the game is the reason he's at seven now. That was disgusting. It was apps might be one of the best catches of the year. You know, second to George Pickens, most likely up against Cleveland actually uh, earlier in the year. But look, he's locked in. They they re-signed him to a pretty sizable tight end deal. They're got they got Deshaun Watson coming in. The offense is starting to the passing game in particular for the Cleveland Browns is really starting to click with Kevin Stefanski. Now, I don't expect the rest of this year to be great. Don't get me wrong. I expect there to be a dip in production. Look, the simple fact of the matter, Deshaun Watson hasn't played football in almost two years, right? There's going to be some bumps in the road. I don't think they're going to come out and be this high-flying, top-five passing offense all of a sudden uh, when he comes in. It's it's going to be rough. But I think it is pretty evident that Kevin Stefanski's offense and the way that Alex Van Pelt is playing, calling plays as well is it is going to target the tight end in high-value situations. And it it... it the talent is there. The talent has always been there. He was a first-round draft pick out of Miami when they took him. Uh, he is ultra-athletic. Um, I love seeing his little hurdle like he did two uh, – was it last week, two weeks ago maybe? Uh, and then the catch this week just solidified the talent for me. So I, I think number seven is is a, a solid ranking. It's not too high. You could have him lower if you wanted to because there is a world where you say he's not the top top two option in that offense, but I do think ultimately he's going to end up being. Yeah. And I, I got him at, I got him at 13. I mean, we'll see. We haven't necessarily seen a, a lot with Deshaun Watson with tight ends. Um, yeah. You could see the touchdowns go up, but for me, like he's not ever been a guy that's catching, you know, 80 balls and yep. for a thousand yards. And so when you're relying on tight ends, there's a lot of volatility and again, I'm just going back to trade value. I, I don't, I don't think he's as high as some of these other guys um, that are on the list. And uh, most of that is due to the just inconsistencies that we've had with him. Um, Dawson Knox is number twelve, and so I have met seventeen. You have fourteen. Everyone else is higher on Dawson Knox. Yeah, I'm at seventeen now. It yeah, so like. we're we're in lockstep with Dawson Knox. Um, it's just you know he's. He's on a great offense. Touchdown or bust. Touchdown or bust. And he's a best yep. ball guy, but he that's all that's all he is for me. Um, and I don't think it's gonna get any better any sooner. 
um, could get worse if they sign Odell Beckham. So yep. um, Zach Ertz, I got him at nineteen. You got him at you got him at twelve. I'm assuming you might have dropped him. Fifteen is where he's at now. So here's an interesting scenario. Listen to Dynasty Nerds, and they talked about if you're a contender, would you go to the team that has Zach Ertz and just throw like a late third just to see if you can get Zach Ertz on your team? He's 32 going on 33. He's, um, you know, he just tore his ACL. He's probably not going to be ready to go at the beginning of the season next year, probably mid-season next year. He'll probably be back to full form. Um, he might be able to start the season, but, you know, it's still going to be some recovery time. What are your thoughts? No, not doing it. Yeah, and so that that right there is why I have my 19. And so um, I don't think I could get, and it's almost like everything you said earlier. Zach Ertz is the example we we were fishing for. We should have um, we should have come up with yeah. So I mean yeah I see that. So um, Mike Mike is interesting. Um, I got him at fourteen and consensus is fourteen. You got him at fifteen. I mean with Kasicki you're looking at uh, a free agent next year. I thought I thought they were featuring him earlier to trade him. But he's another one of those guys where I'm like, you franchise tag this guy, paying him $10 million, and he had zero targets yesterday. Yep. Like, man, that must be nice, like, to just not have to work and get, get paid. Um, but, you know, he could be an interesting guy next year if he goes to the right situation. You know, there's there's not a lot of free agent tight ends. Dalton Schultz is one of them. Then you got Yasiki's another one. And Evan Ingram's another and if you were to put Gesicki in one of those other situations, what about putting him over there in, in Jacksonville? What about putting him over there? You know, the New York Giants have been discussed as, as a, a possible landing spot. You know, they they need a playmaker. You know, um, there's there's a lot of a lot of things you could do. Um, and you just gotta put him with the right in the right situation. You know, yep. I, I wrote the I wrote the free agent tight ends, and I I said what what about putting him behind Kelsey and having him sit for a year, and then just rolling it back for the next six or seven years. <laughs> that'd be pretty sick. I, I don't know that Kansas City does something like that, but that'd be pretty. That's the type of situation he needs. He has the athletic ability to be the guy, right? But he's not going to be the guy with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there. They never had an opportunity for him to be the guy. That they never featured him that way in any of the offenses, whether it was when Brian Flores was there, the more defensive minded head coach, or even now with um um McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels. McDaniels. Um, so it, it just he's gotta go somewhere where he's basically the only show in town. Uh, New York is a good one, right? You said that there's, there's, you know, Wandale coming off that ACL. He's not even going to be ready at the start of the season, right? He could be the alpha option there outside of Saquon, who I think they re-signed there in that situation. And that's going to be a Brian Dayball system that I think could be pretty, pretty useful for him. So he's got to go somewhere uh, that's going to be, you know, good for him. And I just, I've got him low because I just, we haven't yeah. really seen him do it for more than a game here or a game there. Now so. we, we, I did my research this, this summer. And one thing that I noticed was a thousand air yards and a hundred targets. That was the golden ticket to being a top six tight end. 
and everyone that got 100 targets got into the top 12 tight ends. There was, I think, eight or nine guys. The other guys got, like, just crazy amount of touchdowns. And with, you know, he is the type of a guy that could go and have, just like we talked about, have those big, you know, chunk plays and, you know, yep. the Darren Waller kind of a guy. But he's also a touchdown machine when he when they go to him in the red zone. He scores. Yep. And so, um, you know, be very interesting to see where he could go next year. Trey McBride and Greg Dolchik are 15 and 16. And, and those guys are obviously more projection. But again, like I got, I got Dolchik at 10. I know it's coming off. He had a touchdown called back yesterday. Yeah. But if he scores that touchdown, like he might be go higher on my list because people are willing to trade for him. Yep. And, and they, they like him a lot. And uh, I think right now the only issue is Russell Wilson's going to weigh down his dynasty value for a little bit. Um, and Trey McBride, he benefits from the Zach Ertz injury. He hasn't done much because Marquise Brown came back. DeAndre Hopkins is back. And, you know, they haven't needed him. But I do think he's someone that you, as, you know, you're, you're a contender, you have somebody else like, a, you know, one of these older tight ends. Like if you have George Kittle, he's the perfect guy to stash behind George Kittle for a couple of years. Yep. Um, or, you know, or figuring out what's going on with Dalton Schultz, just ride it out. But uh, I, I do think, you know, he's somebody that has a good projection moving forward. Um, and some of these other guys, the reason he's up there, because you're probably thinking like, wow, that's pretty high. I have him at 10. Like, are you really going to get a whole lot of trade value for Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby? Or even if you're the buyer, do you really want to take a shot on those guys? Like Trey McBride and Dolchik have the, the ceiling you're looking for versus, uh, you know, Gasicki or Higby or Hunter Henry. Yep. Yeah, and I actually got McBride at 14. Um, and I, your buy window hasn't closed, but it's definitely not as cheap as it was when Zach Hurts was healthy. And I know you're like, well, no shit, that makes sense. But, that you know, that's when you buy those guys. You buy them before they get their opportunity because you're going to get them at a fraction of the cost. Um, so going out and trying to get him now is going to cost you quite a bit more than what it would have two weeks ago. Uh, and he's, he was the, the most athletic, the most touted tight end coming out of the draft. Uh, he was the first tight end off the board and he's just that guy. Uh, and I think there's opportunity for him in the future when they do decide to move on from Deandre Hopkins, uh, he's there's a chance that he ends up being the second option behind Hollywood Brown in that offense. And I think that could be a very valuable uh, piece to your team. Well, everybody, we're going to go over the running backs next episode. We're going to talk about the free agent running backs. We saw Josh Jacobs go off yesterday. Tony yeah. Pollard's been hot. And then we saw Tony Pollard go right back into the back seat um, with Ezekiel Elliott there. We have the Jamal Williams versus DeAndre Swift conversation. There's a lot to talk about with the free agents, and we want to give it a full episode. And we want to go enjoy the game tonight. So appreciate everybody hanging out. Brett, is there any more tight ends you wanted to throw a shout-out to? Or are we good? No, I think I'm good, man. I think I'm good. Yeah, if you got a good tight end, then uh, stick with them. Because You're set. Yeah, don't change it. They're hard to find. So um, good luck, everybody. Good luck Actually, I, I, one guy. Don't forget about Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is going to be a free agent next season. He's looked absolutely excellent and has filled that role in Cincinnati perfectly. 
I think there's a world that guy gets re-signed and stays in Cincinnati and just continues to produce top 10 tight end numbers. He's consistent. He's not winning you a week, but he's also he he's got a very solid floor right now. And I think that is very valuable with the tight end landscape right now. So don't don't forget about Hayden Hurst. I'll throw two out there. Daniel Bellinger. Um, Daniel Bellinger was starting to gain some steam and then he had that injury. Um, he should be coming back thing, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Somebody yeah. went to, they went to like punch the ball out or like poke the ball out and they just like hit him in the eye. And so yep. they broke his eye socket and he had to have surgery and he can't play ball. Um, and then the other guy lost the train of thought for a second. Uh, to Tyler Early. Conklin. Uh-huh. And so we saw Tyler Conklin as a top five tight end with Joe Flacco Zach Wilson nuked his value. And then yesterday we saw he was heavily involved. He looked very good. And I know we saw Elijah Moore catch a touchdown pass and everybody was excited. He only had two catches yesterday. Corey Davis was not involved. The top two guys were Garrett Wilson. And two touchdowns. Yeah. And, and, and Tyler Conklin. And so Tyler Conklin someone that is very interesting. You know, they paid him. He is their number one tight end, and that offense looks much better now that it's got. And we're still trying to figure out a nickname and going back and forth with Troy on Twitter. We talked about, you know, uh, Killer Mike. We talked about. Um, we talked. We, we we he said he said Killer White because I said Mister White as in Walter White. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah. Somebody called him the White Knight, and then uh, Front Yard Fantasy said uh, Magic Mike. Um, and then I saw one of his teammates said he's Mike mother effing white. Uh, so we'll see fantasy footballers will probably come up with something totally different and it'll pop on, but it'll stick. Yeah. Those are, those are the nicknames. We'll figure it out. But Mike white looked absolutely good yesterday. And not only the comparison to Zach Wilson, cause Zach Wilson's that bad, but he looked good. Yep. That he did. That All he right. Did. Well, hey, good luck. Good luck the rest of this week. Good luck the season. All right, cheers.